Thank you for listening to We Have Ways of Making You Talk. Sign up to our Patreon to receive bonus content, live streams and our weekly newsletter with money off books and museum visits as well. Plus early access to all live show tickets. That's patreon.com slash we have ways. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Achtung, Achtung, Willkommen to our, uh, uh, another episode of, I don't, I don't want to number it because we don't know how many we, we're going to end up doing. Cause it's the third dam though. It's the third dam though. We are at the Eder Dam, um, which you can see behind us. And if you look closely, you can see where they had to patch it. Um, because the, that, that sort of cleaner bit where it's not all dark, that's where the breach in the dam was. Yep. Slightly off centre, but understandable given the great big bloody hill over there. It's absolutely amazing, isn't it? It's just, <laughs> it is remarkable. Anyway, we're going to go up onto the dam. We're going to talk about the raid and how they had to come in over the water to strike at the third dam of Operation Chastise. Hell of a structure, though. Yeah, big. What strikes you is the enormity of this construction i mean yep. it, is, it is absolutely huge and when one thinks that this was completed in you know on the eve of the first world war it's it's an astonishing achievement yeah you can hear the water lapping against the 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 edge of the dam wall here just below us and it's rather amazing to think that you know on that night lancasters were kind of careering around and and trying to destroy this with a bouncing bomb I mean, the thing that's, that strikes me every time I've been here is just how incredibly difficult it must have been well, to fly it. Well, although, um, you know, the pros of attacking this dam is it's undefended. Yep. There aren't flat towers on here. So, you 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 know, in, arguably, you can, in, in, in the end, this is what they end up doing. You can turn up here and, and figure out what you're going to do. Yeah. Which is what they end up having to do. The crews end up having to... Do do trial runs and essentially train themselves on the target. Yeah. On the job, which is a, yeah. again, when you think about the sang froid that requires, or, and the determination to make this work. Because one of the things Gibson has said right at the start of all, at the start of the briefing, he says we we need success because we don't want to have to do this again. No. We don't want to have to do this twice because it's going to be it's going to be horrendous. Yeah. If it's a suicide mission on the first run, it's yeah. going to triply so be on, exactly. the, on the second run and the challenges here are um you you've like you say you've these hills and the and the hills as you come out are the yes are the so, so we should say, so say that so, so to you, a, yeah once you're clearing the damn wall what you've got is you've got an arcing valley that curves round to starboard to to the right 
and on your left hand side is a very very steep wall of rock of, yeah. of mountainside which is perhaps 300 400 foot high something yeah. like that so as a Lancaster what you've got to do is you've got to clear this then immediately you've got to bank well having flown flown straight and level, level with at the, 60 with, foot at 60 foot with the, so with, we've, we've conveniently got a flagpole here which is about 60 foot high so that's the height you are in a Lancaster which is 102 feet wide weighs 30 tons weighs 35 tons with the upkeep yeah. in it and of course with the upkeep turning because it's going at 500 revolutions per minute, so there's a great big engine whirring away. Yeah, it's got a gyro the, effect. Yeah, it's got a gyro effect. So, but, so straight and level, some of the crews say, actually, straight and level, it's okay. But it's when you've got to turn it. It's when you've got to turn it. And, of course, the other thing is, at low, at, at low altitude, it's much, much harder work because the air's, because the air's thicker. Yeah. As, 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 as sort of schoolboy physics as that, the air yeah. is... And I know those who listen to our... Atomic weapons, German atomic weapons. Know how good we are scientifically. Know, know, know all our, how good our <laughs> physics is. But basically, it's very, very hard physical work flying the aircraft. You, you, you know, the, the control surfaces are directly linked to the to the controls. And at low level, it's much, much harder. And the gyroscopic effect of the bomb makes flying the aircraft more difficult as yep. well. And you have to be flying absolutely straight and level to, yep. to hit the target. But the problem is the minute you want to adjust... There's a lot of inertia in the aircraft, so dropping the dropping the bomb in the right place at the right time is absolutely essential in order to in order to get away. Yep. Obviously, you drop the four-ton weapon and the plane the plane leaps up anyway. Yep. But if you're flying straight and level at this dam and you carry on flying straight and level, you're going to go into the hillside. And it's night. And it, oh yeah 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 sorry. But basically, if you if you fly straight and level, you're going into the hillside. Straight into the hillside. Straight into the hillside. So what you've got to do is haul. Haul ass uh, starboard, very very. You've got to bank your your Lancaster, yeah. Which is, you know, thankfully now shorn of the gyro effect of the of yeah. the bouncing yeah. bomb. But even so, to to pull that over there, it's got. And I remember when I first did this in a, in a Beach 18, which is a kind of sort of period twin engine aircraft with a mm. similar tail feature to to a Lancaster. We were flying at 500 feet, and the pilot said, "This is quite difficult at 500 feet." So this is not an easy bit of flying. Right. At 500 feet. Yeah. And the Lancaster, which is four times the size, yeah. is operating at 60 feet. Yeah. And they're flying at what? Uh, 220 miles an hour. 220 miles an hour. 220 miles an hour. So, they... so let, let me describe the scene. So we've got, we've got this bank in front of the wall, which is curving around to the right in a big sort of arc. Behind us, we've got another uh, spur, which comes out into the lake. So that's probably only about... Three quarters of a mile, something like that. It's not. Yeah. It's not much more than that. Then you've got um, a, a, a hill feature with a with a schloss on it, it's a Schloss Valdeck. Then there's a little gap, there's a little sort of spur yeah. between the next ridge line. So your approach to this is to come between with 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 um, the Schloss Valdeck on your left, on on it on the right as we're looking at it now, yeah. through that little gap. Here and then, once you reach that spur, the edge of the spur, turn ninety degrees, uh, and and then and then fly in, and then fly straight in straight and level at sixty feet. So the problem you've got is y you can come in pretty low there at kind of only you can 
fly down that thing at, at sort of 200 feet. But the problem is, is when you're banking that, the plane is tilting yeah. like that. So you, your wing, so you, your wing, the danger is that your wing, wing is then going to tip into the, the water. water. Yeah. Yeah. The other problem you've got is you've got the gyro effect of the, of the rotating five-ton bomb doing 500 revolutions per minute. And that wants to go in a straight line that way. Yeah. And you're trying to turn it at 90 degrees to the yeah. way it wants to go. Yeah. So that's where your point about the hard work of it yeah. really starts to kick in. And when you turn, you can't see what's behind you because you're turning and that as as you're banking, your starboard wing is going upwards and your port wing is going downwards. So your left wing is dropping down towards the water. Your starboard your right-hand wing is going yeah. up into the sky. Yeah. And you can't see what's behind you. But you've got to get as close as you possibly can to that spur because you need every inch, every yard of of space between that spur yeah. and the damn wall. Yeah. Then you've got to complete that 90 degree turn. Level up. Level up. Find the height with the spotlights. Find the height with the spotlights and, you know, at 400 yards out, drop it. Yeah. And then, once you've dropped it, You've then got to pull to pull starboard to avoid hitting the to avoid hitting the hillside. Yeah, so so it is incredibly challenging, and they haven't practiced this. No, there is because because they could have practiced at Oldswater. Yeah, is a similar kind of shaped lake with hills either side. Yeah, but they don't, and that's again part of the fact that this whole thing has been hustled through in very quick order, and they just haven't fought it through. Well, and and is it also because? The, the training is really, really dangerous. And, and, and you'd, let's say you do rehearse at Islewater a few times and someone crashes, crashes whole thing could be off. So the, 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 there must yep. surely also be an element of, we'll get the crews as ready as we possibly can. This may never happen anyway. Yeah. The, it, it probably isn't going to yeah. happen. Yeah, there must um, be a bit of that. Well, at, some point, at some point, at Recalva, the weapons tests will prove this thing doesn't work, so we'll just sack it all off. Everyone will go back to their squadrons. We'll remodify the Lancasters. And one of the conditions of modifying the Lancasters is, oh, you can fix them back to normal within a day. Yeah. So they, they can be magic back yeah. into normal lengths. So maybe it's partly in a way an ambivalence about the commitment to the mission in itself that you could rehearse it but it's never going to happen yeah, why bother I, 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 well, no, we're reading about it you just wonder if there's an element there's a just a just a, a sprinkling of that in there so well, when they get here yeah. what they have to do is train themselves on the target yeah while on the sortie. But, but they've got a amazing. further problem because yeah. there's only three of them. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. so the whole point is, you know, as we know, that Gibson was expecting the Myrna Dam to go on the kind of first or second yeah. attempt yeah. because it's the most straightforward. You've got yeah. this lovely long straight run into it. Yeah. Okay, you've got a bit of, you know, it's, it, it's armed, but, you know, hopefully that's not too bad. And so the expectation is that the, the attack on the Myrna will be successful and they will do that quickly and then go to the Ada. So the first, so because he's divided it into three waves, you've got the second wave, which is going to the Zorpa. The Zorpa is absolutely of a kind of equal priority to the Myrna Dam. Yeah. Well, or next one down from the Myrna Dam. The Ada is the third on the list. Yeah. In Satterley's operation, initial operation order, it is the Myrna, the Ada, then the Zorpa. Yeah. But Gibson changes it with Whitworth, who is yeah. the station commander at Scampton, once they talk to Barnes-Wallace, because Barnes-Wallace says, no, 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 this is all about the Ruhr. Yeah. You know, it'd be great to get the Ada as well. Yeah. But, they've but cut... the Ada is the ice, you know, that's the cherry on but the they, cake. But, but isn't part of the reason is that this is, this is a gravity dam 
like the Mona. So it's the same prospect as a target. Yes. Whereas attacking the Sorper is a whole different. They're, they're not going to bounce the bomb. Yes, but in terms of in terms of getting the double effect oh, yeah, of yeah. having the Mona yeah. and the Zorpa yeah. is adds up to more than the sum of their individual parts. Yeah. What this means for Gibson is he wants his number one best cruise on the Myrna. Yeah. Then he wants his second tier on the Zorpa. And then he wants the rest of the first wave yeah. on the Ada. Yeah. So that'll be your so the first wave will attack the Myrna. Those who've dropped their, their upkeeps will then go home. Yeah. Those who've still got upkeeps will then go to the Ada. And his expectation is that most of the first wave yeah. Yeah. will be able to do the Ada because the Ada is going to be so much more difficult. But but, but the problem is is his first bomb. And, yes, and, and two of two have been killed on the way out. Yeah. Astol who is in the first wave, yep. he's gone, he's hit yep. telegraph poles. Yep. So they're already manned down yep. before they get to the Myrna. Then, of course, Gibson's one doesn't work. Yep. Then Hopgood gets killed yep. and his doesn't work. Mickey Martin's doesn't work. Yep. It's then Dingy Young's that works, but Maltby's already gone as well. Yeah. So six have gone, effectively. That means you've only got three for the Ada. But one of the things I think is most remarkable about this is, is that Gibson is not the most natural aviator in the world. Yeah. He's not a kind of totally natural pilot. He has had the least training of all the major players in, yeah. the, in the squadron. Well, because oh, he's certainly had the least training in yeah, terms of the well, pilots. And because he's been really, really busy running the squadron and, exactly. and going to Reculver and t talking to whoever he's talking to. Yeah. So having done five runs of the Werner Dam, he then leads the remaining three. Yeah. yeah. Maudsley, Shannon yeah. and Knight down to here and finds it. Yeah. I mean, it's just, it's absolutely remarkable what he does. And he's suffering from really painful gout. Yes, I mean, this is the thing is he's got gout. This and you kind of need your feet to work when you're yeah. in Lancaster. Yeah. Yeah. So he gets here and at 1.30, well, and he got went, up at 5.30. Well, exactly. He got up at 5.30 the, the previous morning, having had a you know a late night anyway because he's so busy. And lost his dog. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So having done that, he then gets them here, fires the flare at 1.30 a.m. And then it is David Shannon, who was the next in line at the Myrna. Mm. Uh, he's he's number, number six. So he has the first go. He just can't do it. He goes round and, and yeah. just... Comes through, managed to get round, just cannot quite level up on it right. Yeah. And he goes round and round and round and does it. And then eventually thinks, okay, well, we're going to have to drop the bomb. And well, it his, rear, work. his tail gunner goes, could you, could we please drop this bomb, please? Yeah. His tail gunner's like, for, for, yeah. for Christ's sake. You've got to do it. The crew right. are like, Let, let's get on with it. Because they're running out of time. They're assuming that at some point, night fighters are going to turn up. Yeah. And if they, if they can find and navigate around here by moonlight well enough, then... Night fighters okay. can too, yeah. and the and the JU-88s and, and ME-110s, they're expecting to be attacked by yeah. a nimble and faster planes than they're flying, and all, and all that. So yeah. so it is a it, you, you don't want to hang around. You may have the fuel, you may have the, you may have the arguably some of the time, enough cover of darkness, but you but you you know you don't have the luxury yep. of sticking around here. But 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 the the, the the upkeep veers off. It's not central. It does it huge another sort of thousand yeah. foot of. Pume of water goes up in the sky, but it doesn't actually break. Then it's Maudsley's turn, mm. and he's the old Etonian, self, you know, self-effacing old yeah. Etonian. He goes round again, sort of three or four times, can't quite work it out. Eventually, his upkeep goes over the edge, yeah. blows up the the tower below, you know, the hydroelectric yeah. um, uh, station below. So it then means you're down to kind of, you know, you've got one plane left, one bomb, 
one chance. And it's Les Knight, who's yeah. not that experienced. I think he's done 14 missions, maybe, something yeah. like that. Yeah. I mean, it's not that many. Yeah. Um, you know, he's in the one of the less experienced crews. Hasn't particularly excelled himself in the training. And they go round and round and round. And they can't do it. He just cannot work out how to do this so that they can get the accurate run. And then eventually he works it out. And they get it, and it's absolutely perfect. And he drops it, and it hits absolutely dead center and it destroys it yeah it's it's absolutely incredible but again if you're writing the hollywood script and you and you, oh, were, yeah. you were just entirely making this up yeah of course this is how you would do it it yeah. would be the least experienced pilot yeah, the, yeah. you know the speed of time is this 21 year old australian yeah. les knight you know it was last chance well, it is strangely, last, plane, last bomb strangely, last chance strangely in the film they don't really they don't make so much of him being uh uh Inexperienced, because after all, the the big message of the movies, they're all super elite and they've trained, they're trained right up to the yeah, eyeballs. But, but and, he's not, and that's yeah. much, much, much better story. Yeah, it's a better story. Yeah, yeah, uh, it's incredible. We're gonna we're going to take a break, and uh, when we're back, I imagine we'll be looking the other way down at the dam from where the where they had to make that fateful turn. Hi, I'm Ben. I suffer from a condition called writer's block. It strikes when I'm at work. That's why I choose Canva Magic Write. It works fast, generating texts in seconds, thanks to AI. Common side effects include increased productivity, compliments from coworkers, feelings of satisfaction. Now I can say bye-bye to writer's block. Ask your boss if Canva Magic Write is right for you at canva.com, designed for work. This episode is brought to you by La Quinta by Wyndham. Your work can take you all over the place, like Texas. You've never been, but it's going to be great because you're staying at La Quinta by Wyndham. Their free bright side breakfast will give you energy for the day ahead. And after, you can unwind using their free high-speed Wi-Fi. Tonight, La Quinta. Tomorrow, you shine. Book your stay today at LQ.com. This episode is brought to you by Etsy. Looking to instantly upgrade your Mother's Day gift from typical to meaningful? Shop Etsy. Now until May 12th, get up to 30% off personalized jewelry, style, decor, and so many other items mom will love. And if you want her to know you put a ton of thought into her present, use Gift Mode. Gift Mode on Etsy takes the stress out of gifting so you can easily find well-crafted, original, and affordable pieces from small shops. Just tap or click Gift Mode on your Etsy app or Etsy.com. Then answer a few short questions about mom, and Gift Mode instantly gives you curated ideas based on hundreds of personas. Need something original and affordable for Mother's Day? Etsy has it. Shop until May 12th for up to 30% off gifts for mom. Terms apply. The Hargan women seem to have it all. We were blessed. My mom was amazing. But detectives would soon discover... Inside the house, there were the bodies of two women. A story of betrayal you would struggle to believe if it wasn't true. I am just praying to God this is a sick joke. From 48 Hours, this is Blood is Thicker. The Hargan Family Killings. Listen to Blood is Thicker, The Hargan Family Killings, wherever you get your podcasts. Well, here we are. Now, um, we're sort of on the reverse angle. We were on the we were on the dam looking kind of looking this way. And now we're looking down the water, across the Edize, to to the dam itself, roughly parallel with where 
you've executed your right-hand turn, having come through the gap there. Yeah, so we're looking across at the, the Schloss Valdeck, which is on the, that spur or that sort of top of that hill. You're coming straight down and then you're curving because you've got this problem because this spit really, really yes, sticks got... out. And from here, looking back to the wall, is about 875 metres. And it's taken us, what, 20 minutes of ambling around to get yeah. here? So it's, you're not talking about a big distance. No, and, it, and you're doing 220 miles an hour. And you're at six, you, you've got to get to down 60 feet. This tree's probably 40 feet tall. Um, the one above us. Well, this, this, I should also say this, this. This, this scientist friend of mine, Rick Hillam, mm. um, who's a physicist, he was trying to explain to me the effect of gyro. And he actually got a, there's a he, he lent me a gyro ball yeah. where, where, you, where you can sort of work it up and, and you kind of flick your wrist and you can get it to, to, to rotate. Yeah. And you start flicking it in your, in your hand and it, and, it, and it rotates and you can feel the force. Yeah. Just, and that was the point he was trying to make. He said, have a go at this because you'll see the effect of what you, you, you'll be, will be doing to the, to the Exactly airplane. that, yeah. exactly that. Yeah. You can tell I'm not a physicist. <laughs> Nor I am I, but I've thought I'll no, no, no. out there. No, 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 but you, you, you good. You said it with kind of real authority. And, 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 but my point is that's something you hold in your palm and you yeah. can just whittle it around in your, in your wrist and you can feel the effect of it. We're talking about something that's Five, five tons, tons going at 500 rpm yeah and it wants to basically hurtle you straight into the side of mm. this hill mm. and you're so you're having to battle i just i can't get over how they, they turn, did it what, when do they turn on the gyroscopic motor quite a little way out so they they fuse the bomb yeah. and they switch on the motor so you know by the time they're coming down there it's, it's up running. and running because you know it doesn't do 500 straight RPM away, straight away. Yeah, yeah, you're getting up to speed mm. so then they, they so then they they kind of turn leftish 90 degrees and line up on the dam here and from here we also see very clearly illustrated the problem that if you carry straight on you're going to go into the hillside yeah so you've got to then hoik it round to the right yeah so that's the point you're 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 coming in and you're dipping your port side wing to do the turn you're then flying dropping the bomb 450 yards out so literally halfway pretty much yeah from where we are bit less than halfway from here so between you've got 400 yards from the edge of the bank which you don't have so you've only got because you're going to be 100 yards out you yeah. just are yeah well, certainly 75 yeah, yeah. yards out so you've actually only got about 300 yards in which to level out get to 60 feet and drop the the the, the upkeep on the, exactly the right spot in exactly the right line otherwise it's not going to work and the problem is, is if you, if, unless you're straight onto it, the bomb will bounce off to an angle, yeah, yeah, which is what happens yeah. to, the, to the Shannon and Morsley one. Yeah. So the only way the bomb will hit square on at 90 degrees to the face of the wall is if you are perfectly lined up it at 90 degrees mm. because of that gyro effect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you know, you're going straight and going in one straight. So if you go at an angle, it'll cock the whole yeah, thing yeah, up. Yeah. And the first one actually veered off to the, to the side, I think, completely. And, hit, and hit, hit to the right of the tower, didn't it? Every angle we've looked at it so far, whether you're on the other side of the dam and you can see where the repair is or whether you're on the, on the dam itself, kind of central on the dam. In fact, we weren't central on the dam. We were roughly where the upkeep struck. We just hadn't quite worked out um, yeah. where, the middle, where that was. Yes, we were on the first of that. So, so they, they do end up aiming off-centre, off really, don't they, is, is the thing. They end up hitting it slightly off-centre, as you, you can see in these sort of after-photo. Yeah. But... but 
every angle you look at it from, this is really, 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 really hard, isn't it? It's yeah. Really, but really but the, the the key point is at the point it hits, yeah. it's got to be hitting got to be straight at on. ninety degrees yeah, to the to yeah. the fa wall perpendicular. There we go. That's I'll the use, a, let's use another. Um, I mean, yeah, that's exactly it. How, I mean, I, I, if you're basically you're looking at covering an 800 meter distance at 200 miles an hour. So what? That's 10 seconds. 10 seconds. Something like that. And you've got to line up that you've got to line up the spotlights. You've got a lot to you've got a lot to do. You've got to between, get your figure of eight. Yeah, you've got a lot to do between there and there, haven't you? Yes, because steady a bit, skipper. Yeah. Steady a bit. Yeah. You're there. That's yeah. four seconds. Five seconds. Yeah. yeah. Even less than that. More like. Yeah. More like three four. and a half. Three seconds. and a half, four, maybe four. Yeah. Four. <laughs> I mean, no wonder. It is amazing. One of the crews it? turns the YT off, WT off, doesn't he? Because he doesn't want to hear everyone else talking about what they're yeah. doing. Because it's yeah. just too difficult. It's too distracting. Yeah, that's his night, isn't it? Yeah, that's night. Turns it off. Like, He'll just shut up. Shut up. I can't. Con I need to concentrate. The thing is, is, uh, uh, you know, we've, we've said You don't want to do it like that. <laughs> <laughs> Left a bit. <laughs> no. <laughs> right a bit. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you made a mess of that, didn't you? Watch out! <laughs> Watch out! <laughs> oh no, he's fucked it up again. I mean, the thing is, the thing is, is um, I mean, we've talked, we've we've talked about this an awful lot, and that we've keep coming back to this. The most incredible feat of flying. Full, yeah, I, I mean, I personally, my my own view is, I think it trumps Jim will work at at Pegasus Bridge. I'd agree with that. <laughs> this, is, this is, I'd agree with unbelievably that. Unbelievably, although difficult. he hasn't got any power. You know, no, he's, he's an unpowered is, but, flight. I know, but, you know. No, I'd agree. No, I would. I would, I would say I, I that's got to be an advantage on the. Yeah, yeah. No, I'd, 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 I, would, I would agree with you there. Yeah. Because the other thing is, is Jim Warwick has one job, whereas they've got several because they've got the different targets to attack. The targets are very, you know, if you've, if you've gone to the Mona and then you come here, it's completely different. The, the approach is completely different and all that. So, so you can, so, yeah, I'd, I mean, I would, I would agree with that. But. However, there are those who say, and for all the, mo you know, this is, I mean, I think this is the Wright Brothers, this and the moon landing and the three greatest. I, I really do. I really do mean that. Hmm. And I'm, you know, I met, I met Buzz Aldrin. He told me about landing the, landing, landing the eagle on the moon. He's told me all about it and the computers yeah. and all that. And that was an extraordinary feat of flying. And, and, and it was a, they called it a test flight. This is a test flight too, because yeah. none of these guys have... None of them. I mean, they've only fired one in anger, haven't they? Yeah. Tested one in anger, blown one up. Well, I think no, no, they've used three. I think. Well, all right. Well, fine. But you've 19 aircraft on the, on the, on the mission. Half the people who've who've who fly on this moon haven't even used an upkeep before. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there you go. They haven't even right. had a dummy so the, one. So there's the. They haven't so been to recover. Exactly. So there's it's the not point. Time. So there's the point, right? So, but there are those who say that this is pointless. Uh, it's a PR stunt. Um, it's done. It's an act of sort of uh, uh, kind of desperation on the part of a failing bomber offensive. Although, as we've also said, the bomber offensive is only two months old at this point, mm. so you can't really call whether it's failing or not. No. Um, and and the results of the first Essen raid suggest it's yeah. And I would, I would suggest that the, the, the people of of Dusseldorf, Dortmund, Essen, and Duisburg would probably suggest it's been quite successful. Quite differently, yeah. And also the fact that you repair the dams as quickly as you can, because you're worried about what you're really worried about is not having them next year, not having the drinking water, the hydroelectric, not having them. Well, this is this is the point. The the, the point about this is those who say it well, was what's a good the, PR. Well, PR. Well, PR. Let, let, let's talk about it. Well, because we, at this point of the war, we don't have to impress the Americans about anything to start off with. 
we just don't. You know, it's it's we we know where we stand. I mean, there is an good. but there is an enormous PR coup in it though. There absolutely is. So if you look at it, so if you look at it, that's very much to the good of of our yeah. command. So, so if you but so if you look at it backwards, there's a load of PR around it. So surely it's a PR stunt. Yes, but there are the, some who say it was a PR stunt, but but primarily to show the Americans how good we were. Uh, you know, I just that's just absolute nonsense. I mean, the point about it is it's a legitimate target. Barnes-Wallace is absolutely right that this is a very effective way to make yeah. life incredibly difficult for the Germans. Not necessarily war-winning, but it's certainly contributing. And actually, in the big scheme of things, you know, 19 crews is not a lot. You know, 133 men. Eight of 19 crews. Is that the, is that worth it, though? Well, compared to your average bomber raid of, of 300, 400, I mean, as a proportion, no. No, but as a as a number, yeah. Yeah. If you, if, Don't forget yes. they're all volunteers. They all yes. knew it was yeah, going to yeah, be dangerous, yeah, 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 et cetera, et cetera, yeah, et cetera. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yes, but, but everyone everyone in Bomber Command is a volunteer. There's diff- different degrees yes, of volunteering. Yes, but they're volunteering. They're volunteering. They're volunteering, volunteering. on top of volunteering. But, but, but you know... And that's not even remotely say why well, they had it coming. I'm not, I'm not saying that at all. It required absolutely unbelievable courage. Yeah. And, and obviously, every loss was an incredible tragedy. You know, I mean, I mean, when I was I was doing all my work on this and following Charlie Williams, who was you know clearly just a really really top bloke, an Aussie guy yeah. who lived on a sheep farm up in Queensland. Yeah. Came over, fell in love with a local girl in Nottingham. Was due to get married when they got back. You know, wrote his last letter as we've discussed. After the first briefing at five thirty p.m. Yeah. on the night of the dams raid, you know, and he was killed. And that, you know that when you're writing about all that stuff and you're reading all his personal letters, he's no longer just a name or a statistic. He's a he's a very real living person. Yeah, and of course it's incredibly upsetting. But the material cost to Germany was absolutely enormous. Yeah, the psychological cost to Germany was absolutely enormous. These are particularly the Eder and the Myrna, two of the most well-known edifices in the whole of Germany in in a country that absolutely prides itself on tech and tech and engineering, engineering yeah, yeah. and all the rest of it you know the, the, this is a real kind of kick in the guts for yeah. them it also has the kind of you know the panacea effect which is that you know you're trying to create the maximum amount of damage with the least amount of aircraft and ultimately the ultimate form of that is you know yeah. one aircraft yeah. one bomb yeah. which of course is as it turns out, only two years away. Okay. But the naysayers also say, and this is linked to this, but the naysayers also say, yeah, but, you know, they had the, the dams repaired by October that year. Yeah. You know, so it can't have been that big a deal. Yeah. And it's like, well, yeah, but what you've got to ask yourself is, what do they have to do in order to repair it yeah. in such a short period of time at yeah. the height of total war? You know, this yeah. is this is only, you know, three months after... After total Verbal's war is announced. ...Sports yeah. Palace total yeah. war speech. And what is happening in the absolute height of the rebuilding moment? Well, it's Operation Husky, invasion yep. of Sicily, Italy getting... You know, Citadel is on its way. Citadel, exactly. That's, that's happening at the beginning of July 1943 as well. You know, the Third Reich is in crisis. Just around the corner is is, is Operation Camorra, destruction of yep. Hamburg as well. So to divert that amount of resources um, and manpower to repairing them mm. that quickly tells you that these are of enormous importance they're 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 materially important they're psychologically important and to put it into some kind of perspective in today's money it costs them about eight billion to do it to repair them in that time wow yeah because we know how much it costs in reichsmarks yeah so then sort of convert that into modern pounds wow that's what you're talking about okay so that is a huge amount of. that's a big bite out of your tiger tank budget isn't it yeah, so to, so it to speak. is. And, you know, when you look at the photographs of the repair work, 
you what you see is the Myrna Dam just covered in unbelievable amounts of scaffolding. Yeah. Um, railway lines built in, yeah. huge barrack blocks created specifically for the workers. Um, the railway line so that you can bring materials yeah. up to, you know, on the wagons up right up to the dam wall yeah. so you can all do it really quickly so that you can catch the water in the autumn so that you have got enough water for 1944, etc, etc, etc. That tells me that this is incredibly important and yeah. that they need these destroyed like they need a bolt in the head. And then you also have to, you then have to defend every single every, every single, single dam. dam which goes on to why they didn't then you know because yeah. well of that's why you me, don't yeah why don't why don't you send over a whole like, squadron of mosquitoes going to attack the murder dam while they're repairing it yeah that's like okay you have a go at that yeah 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 because after all after all part of the you know you when you've got operation servant as the alternative the attack on the turpits as the alternative use of a bouncy weapon and again, a bouncing bomb is ridiculous. Which was abandoned when it was still a surprise. Yeah, exactly. It was a, but but that's but the Tirpitz is incredibly heavily defended. One of the advantages of attacking the dams at this point of the war is they're not well defended. No. There's nothing here. There's nothing There's nothing at the Sorpa. The, 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 the Mona is lightly defended. It, 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 so you can do it. it yeah. the, the risk... The risk the risk uh, uh, offers the possible reward, or the lower risk offers the possible reward. Whereas using highball on Tirpitz, probably everyone would have been shot down. Yep. They were, or they wouldn't have found it. They would yep. have, you know, they run out of fuel. Blah 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 blah, and 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 the, it's a much more challenging operation. Whereas actually, one of the, and this is, and we've been discussing how difficult this dam is to approach. But one of the advantages, it's not, it's not defended, and so you can see why. <laughs> but, the, but of course, yeah. it certainly is. It certainly is. It certainly is. You know, within, within weeks. You know that that. And but that also. And this is part of the strategic bomber offensive argument, isn't it? Is that that uses manpower, that yeah. uses steel. It, it draws um, perfectly good. I mean, you know, if you've got 88s on a site, it's drawing perfectly good. Uh, as we all know, anti-tank weapons is one of the big arguments, isn't it? Is that you've, you've got so many people and resources tied up. Defending in, the Reich. Defending the Reich. And now dams as well that are never attacked. So you've created a perfect wasting asset for the Germans in that respect. Yep. Is that they are going to defend something pointlessly yep. for the next two years. Yes. And that's, the other thing that's about... Good. The, that's good. That's good. That's a good result too. That's a massive tick in the box. So the other thing about the Myrna Dam when they're repairing the Myrna Dam is they also put up um, vertical nets above the water. Yeah. Stretch it across the whole of the, de- the, of the, of the face of the... Yeah. Of the uh, of the dam above it, so that you can't come in low because you just go you fly straight into the net. Yeah. So there's vertical nets under the water and above the water as well. So really, to try and attack it would be well. What you need next is impossible. You need the victory bomber with a grand slam from yeah, you forty thousand feet. But that is what you need. Barnes Wallace doesn't get no. He doesn't even get the Windsor. No. Well, this has been. For years now, you've wanged on at me about walking the ground, and we, we we've we've walked the ground, but maybe. We shall fly the ground as well. Ooh. That might be fun, mightn't it? Might be. Yeah, why not? Um, thanks for listening, everyone, or watching. Um, we'll see you again very soon. Bye-bye. Cheerio. I'm Anthony Scaramucci, former White House Director of Communications and Wall Street financier. And I'm Katty Kay, U.S. Special Correspondent for BBC Studios. I've been covering American politics for almost three decades. Welcome to The Rest is Politics U.S., brought to you by Goalhanger. Go on, tell us, were those donations you made, like Obama in 2008, 
Was that idealism? Were you hoping to get something out of these campaigns that would serve your own business interests, for example? So I think this will either make this podcast incredibly successful, Caddy, or people <laughs> will be horrified and they'll shut it off right now because I'm going to be very real with you. The Obama donation, I had gone to law school with President Obama. We were not classmates. I was a few years ahead of him. It was 2007. He was then Senator Obama. I had a check in my breast pocket. I went over to the senator. I said, Senator, I said, you and I didn't really know each other in law school, but I'm about to hand you a big check. Can I lie to my friends and tell them that you and I knew each other in law school? (laughs) Well, Obama looks at me, had the best smile in American politics since Jack Kennedy. Forever. Yeah. He lights up. He looks at me and says, I'll tell you what, if you double the amount of the check, we'll take it back to Hawaii. Okay. And I looked at him. I said, you're done. I had another check in my pocket. I ripped it up. I doubled the amount of the check. And I'm going to tell you right now, I've been to more White House Christmas parties during the Obama administration than the Trump administration. In this pivotal year for the United States, democracy and world affairs, Britain's biggest podcast, The Rest is Politics, is launching stateside. Uncovering secrets from inside the Biden and Trump inner circles and how they shape the world's most important economy, but also the global economy too. New episodes are released every Friday morning. Just search The Rest is Politics US wherever you get your podcasts. 